Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Today's podcast is with Jason Craig. Jason is a creative based out of Augusta, Georgia in America. And today on the show we talk about his one month retirement each year, how to have a break from design and social media and why it's important. We also talk about networking and giving your friends the projects you don't want to do or you can't do and why every designer should have that network around them. I also talk with Jason about making Blue Day a creative collective, uh, about this group of freelance designers that promote each other. So throughout the chat I'm trying to realise an idea that I've got in my head. Let's get into the show. That's it. We're on the podcast. Welcome the second episode the return uh yeah so for people who have just tuned into this one um you might want to go and check out the first one first because we learned a bit more about you and um sort of how you work and and your and talked a lot bit more about your work than we will do in this podcast uh so that might be best to check out that. i think it was episode 73 uh so that was that was good uh yeah so what's the latest with you what's been going on in your world man uh it's just been crazy, you know, uh, 2019, I kind of took a little break, you know, at the end of December, um, which I can explain more about, yeah. uh, but 2019, I mean, just so far, it's just already flying, you know, and it's just, it's just busy, you know, and, and I mean, it's good to be busy, but, uh, I mean, man, it, it's, it's, 2019 is coming on full force, you know, so that's, that's, that's a good thing. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, we're we're almost through the month, and I'm still trying to get a grasp on it. So yeah, I can't believe it's it's 21st of this recording. It's the 21st, and yeah, so yeah, like you say, it's mental how quickly it's going. Like 2018, yeah. 2018 was super quick. I was I think that was the quickest year that I remember. Just going, just flash past, and then oh, yeah. she's already already on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about let's talk about your your uh, early retirement and uh, what happened and, yeah. and the whole of 2018. Oh, you had a busy year. So yeah, uh, my 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 retirement. My uh, somebody called it my twenty nine k plan. Uh, so it dawned on me. Well, okay, I can back way up. So in twenty seventeen, around uh, the end of November, is real close to Thanksgiving time. I remember seeing somebody post something, and it was a website, and they're like, "Last website of twenty seventeen. You know, it's like I'm done. I did it. Yeah. And I just remember seeing that. And just being like, damn, you know, I got a long, I got a lot of this year left, you know. And so um, I was working and working and working. And that just, that, 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 that one thing just stuck in my head, you know. And then slowly I just started seeing people post, you know, last logo of 2017, last this of 2017, you know. And I was like, I still had clients that I hadn't even like started on their stuff yet, you know. And so. Um, I remember it was somewhere around the middle of December and I remember thinking, man, I'm going to have to work the week after Christmas, you know, just to, just to keep up. And, you know, a week after Christmas came and it was kind of, it, it was just sort of a waste. And so before you knew it, it was the new year. And I had just kind of just, you know, just steady was like working right here. And all the people that had like taken a break, you know, that had just been like last website, last logo, like, whenever it came the new year, they were like fresh, yeah. you know, they had like a clean slate and here I was like still running in the red, like just nonstop. And it, and it really took its toll, you know? And so at about the end of the end of January, I was like, I got to get a break. Like I'm going to, I'm going to melt, you know, like, I don't know how I can keep this up without a break in sight. And I really didn't get that break until September. You know, I, I, I went on a cruise, which I love to do, and I took my phone and put it on airplane mode and threw it in the safe and didn't turn it on for about 10 days. 
And that was really the first true break that I've had since probably 2016, you know, and it, and it kind of, well, was, it, it just dawned on me that like the importance of time to like downtime, to refresh, to, to just kind of, you know, purge everything out and just like, you know, pro athletes rest, you know, they, they play hard and then they rest. It's part of the cycle. They don't just go from, you know, you don't go from the Super Bowl to the Super Bowl to the Super Bowl, just right in a row, yeah. you know, you rest and you practice and all that stuff. And so I was, I was neglecting that rest part, you know? And so I had this thought that if you're a freelancer or even if you're a salaried employee for somebody, right. And you say, okay, at the beginning of the year, I plan on making X amount of dollars. Well, let's say it's $50,000 is what I plan on making as a freelancer. Right. And you make that $50,000 in the middle of November or the second week of December, like, what's the purpose of just going beyond that? You know, cause you set a goal, you achieve that goal. You know, if you're going to, if you're, if your goal is to run from here to the end of the street, once you got to the end of the street, you wouldn't just keep on running like Forrest Gump, you know, <laughs> to the ocean. And so I kind of thought about it and I was like, what if I set a goal and at the end of the year, I was just going to take a break and retire. I called it early retirement yeah. and, uh, and just take a break so that I didn't have to go through what I did last year of saying, you know, all these people are done and I'm just working, you know, when's my break? Mm-hmm. And I, what I did is I, I told some people about it. And, and the number one thing is nobody believed that I would actually do it. You know, they'd roll their eyes and they'd be like, yeah, whatever. And so, um, and so what I did is I, I, my plan was for November 15th and I wrote a list of five clients that I said, you know, okay, these are the only five clients that I'll like come out of retirement for. You know, I'm going to go ahead and figure that out before I make it. I wrote down the five and right like the, a few days before the 15th, two of the five clients like hit me up for stuff. And so I was like, damn it, I'm not going to retire. This isn't going to happen. I'm blowing it. And, uh, on December 1st or it was the end of November, like that was a Friday night. I remember, uh, I sent off the last client thing that I had on that Friday and on Saturday, I was like, I'm done. That's it. I'm not doing any client work in December. I'm done. And I did it, you know, and I didn't do a single client piece in December. Nice. That's pretty so, awesome. It worked out well. I, I did learn one thing. One important thing is that if you're not working, you don't actually make money. <laughs> and so um, I, I highly recommend maybe throughout the year saving money. Because not only, you know, December is the last year, but it's also an expensive month with Christmas and all that stuff. And so by the end of December, like, uh, the cupboard was pretty bare. Uh, And so, um, yeah, so that makes a difference, too. So I'm going to plan ahead a little bit better. But it did work. I did get that, like, rest. I got to work on some personal projects, you know, that, that actually have led to a lot of, like, um, inquiries for this year. So, uh that break might've actually helped shape 2019 in a way that I don't think I would have had. You know? That's cool. That's, that's, that's really good. And what about the momentum though? Did that ever stop, like slow down? Cause obviously you had this break when, when you started back up again, like it was, it was fresh, but like, isn't there not something to be said about momentum, like keeping going? I guess you right. eventually, again, eventually crash, wouldn't you? But, so I didn't when I say retired like I still like I worked on personal stuff I I was in studio a lot I made Christmas presents you know I just didn't do the 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 client part you know I didn't have very many meetings 
I didn't have to worry about billing people. I didn't have to worry about deadlines or anything like that, you know? And so it was just really a shift in mindset. You know, I was still active. I didn't just veg out or anything, you know, and sleep in. Um, I just got to work on some other stuff that was, that was probably gets pushed to the back burner whenever client work takes precedent. Right. Right. So it was more is a retirement from client work and, and letting sort of natural creativity. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't just stop doing anything. You know, I just, just didn't take paying client work. Yeah. So. I, have you heard that Stefan, Stefan Sagmeister said does like, he has a year off every seven years. Right. Right. So just completely. Well, I mean, think about that. In seven years, I'll have had seven months off. So it's kind yeah. of close. Almost like having a year. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, when you did the social media thing and you put your phone in the safe, hmm. did you, when was that the first time you've ever done that? Man, it was the first time I've done it in a long time. I mean, you know, and, and you don't realize how much you look at that thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, the world did fall apart. You know, I mean, it fell apart without me, but I think it probably would have anyway. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, and, and, and that kind of, I learned a lesson from that. And so in December, I kind of, I set limits on everything. You know, I, I set limits on Instagram. I set limits on uh, on Fortnite. You know, just some some distractions. You know, I, I did set some limits on it, and uh, that that helped. You know, and I stuck to them all all month. You know, and it just man, I just felt better. You know, it just like whenever you go get like a go to like a spa or something. You know, you come out just feeling better. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt at the end of it. I just felt like I had just kind of just like all the bull crap and the stress and all that had just kind of went away. And I got to enjoy the holidays and 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 do all that stuff. So, yeah, it was wonderful. Because you, you post on social media, but not it's like not a daily thing. It's not a okay. Some people you see you see like posting three, four, five posts a day and making it like really, really going at it. Like, has that? Yeah. I guess are you just so focused on client work that you don't have time to do it, or is that something you thought about like spending less uh, time on it? No. I, I just, you know, my Instagram, it, it's, it, it is very calculated, you know, and I know that some people say that they don't like, you know, pages that are overly curated or overly like perfect or anything like that. But a lot of times, like I use it to kind of aim at client work that I want to get right. and it works pretty well for me, you know? And so, um, I, 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 I use it pretty focused like that and I do need to mix it up a little bit, you know, cause I have been doing a lot of illustration stuff on there and I need to kind of show some of the other stuff that I do. Um, but yeah, I don't post daily. I, I, I used to, mm. um, and I'm going to actually post some more. I'm trying to post more this year. So by more, I mean like a couple times a week, you know, and I, you're right. There's people who post three or four times a day. They'll post like, that, is it? it's not like the same thing, you know? And, and to me, it's just like, I, it's, I'm getting what I need out of it, you know, mm. and it's working for me. And so, um, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to change too much what I'm doing. I think know? that's the point that that's a good point that you just mentioned that it's working for me. Like making sure social media works for you is, is, is really good. Um, like, cause I, I'm finding it hard getting client work in from the, from social media, especially like they're all maybe cause I haven't like, fully practiced it. And that's why I told you before the podcast, that's why I did the, uh, the brain dump like last night and I got all the ideas out and seeing how I can improve stuff. Um, right. But the, right. the client, the client work is, do I work? Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird thing because I, I know plenty of people, for instance, that get a lot of work inquiries off of Dribble. Yeah. And I get none. Yeah. You know, no matter what I do, I don't get any off there. And those same people have never had a good client off of Instagram. And 
And that's, I mean, I get tons of good clients from Instagram. I mean, I get most of my good clients from Instagram. And, and it's not, I mean, some of it's just random people. I mean, it's, it's so cool whenever you look in, uh, somebody sends you a message and they got like a little verified thing and it's like, holy shit, you know, I can't believe that this person's looking at my Instagram. Yes. And then, you know, whenever I'll ask them, like, what is it that you like? And it'll be something two years old, you know, like they've really been scrolling through and looking at it, you know, and so that's kind of cool because then it also kind of shows me what they're wanting me to do. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and is that like just magic? Is that how do, how do people? How, is there some sort of way you, you can calculate getting clients from Instagram or because like, I heard that a couple of times. Be it's good crazy. at what you do. I don't. I don't know. Like I, uh, I, I, you know, I have no idea. I just I kind of put up the stuff that I like to do, you know, and and you know, obviously I work fifty six hours a week, and the whole time I'm I'm almost creating something the whole time. You know, but I'm not dumping 56 hours worth of design onto Instagram. You know, it's just, it's those things, you know, and like a lot of times it, sometimes it's just me posting something that I had done a while back and it just never, you know, I just never posted it. Cause like you said, you get caught up with client work. And yeah. so now I'm getting a little bit more mindful of being like, you know, this was kind of cool that I did. I'm going to throw it up there because, you know, you just never know what it'll lead to. Um, and then there's some stuff, you know, I had, I, I had where some companies, you know, at first didn't want me posting stuff and then they kind of relaxed it a little bit. And so there's a little bit of that too. Um, I don't, I don't have too much of that, like top secret work, you know, nothing I do is that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think that there's, there's like a thing about like being a little bit different in the way that you approach it, you know? I mean, it, yeah, they got the algorithms and all that. And I know that I, I have people that are my best friends that I have to search their page to find their posts, mm. you know? And so, uh, but I think it goes both ways, you know, somebody that there's somebody else that's seeing you all the time. So you just have to figure out like, you know, how to keep people interested, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. I think it's, it's, it's a, if you look into it loads and do loads of research and, look into it too much almost <laughs> and just it's, it's still not work but um it's, anyway going back to this this break that you had uh yeah <laughs> what what was so refreshing about about just getting off social media and what and should people do it how, how often where are you going to do it are you planning to do it again this year or um, yeah no actually no i'm gonna so this year i'm going to i'm gonna start somebody gently called it like 29k um i'm gonna put a little bit of money aside you know and actually start saving up so that in december I've got some spending money, you know, and, uh, and, and just kind of have a portion of my salary that's, that's dedicated just to, you know, take care of things in December. And that way I don't have to worry about that, you know, but definitely, you know, I've got, I, I, I'm going to sit down and set the goals and figure out like an actual tangible, like, here's how much, here's, here's where success ends. Mm. You know what I mean? And that way I, I can figure out when it is that I want to stop working, you know? That's good, that's good about doing it, like setting a, setting a finish line, like you say. Yeah. And the other thing to remember, too, is that it doesn't have to be a calendar year. You know, you could set your year from July to July and take the summer off if you want to. Yeah, maybe you go on holiday. Maybe maybe it's nice where you live. And, you know, exactly. Maybe people. like maybe here, like tax time to tax time. Yeah, the know? tax time's good. Yeah. Because it, you've got to do the you got to get them done, and, and that's – when the financial year ends, it's, it's also a good, it's a good right. 
I mean, probably the best time to do it is whenever you know your clients don't want anything from you, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, everybody's got a time where their where their clients are a little bit less active than others, you know, and so if you figure that out, you could you could just plan it for them, and then instead of being like, oh my god, what am I going to do this month? You'd be like, well, I planned for this. Yeah. You know, I'm break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Go on holiday, or, or yeah, or, or like, like you did, like do some your own personal stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. what, sort of, what sort of personal work are you into? Like, what, what do you draw? Um, I do some painting stuff. Like, uh, I mean, I, I have a, you know, I have my studio and I mean, I was an artist before I was a designer. Yeah. And so, um, I, you know, I just, I do a lot of, um, art shows and, and I'm in little art groups and stuff like that. So I just kind of get back to doing that. It's just, you know, with, with art, it's like, you know, unless you're doing a commission, it, it's crazy. Cause like I can paint a painting and it could take weeks and I'll make the same amount of money that I can do with like one t-shirt design and it's not all about money but I enjoy doing a t-shirt design more than I enjoy painting and so it's like a win-win like to design something that I enjoy designing versus like painting something that like I'm sort of just waiting to screw up you know it's like stressful it does, it's not like some people like I have best friends that like painting is their therapy mm-hmm. and for me it's like I need therapy because of painting you know it's yeah. like the opposite so, um, but I like it. And then, and then, you know, just lining up like mural stuff, uh, just getting ready to do all, all those extra projects that aren't, you know, powered by Adobe. Yeah. yeah. And the, the fact that you're doing something that you love as well, like, and trying to make that more, because I was listening to your, your talk with um, Diane Gibbs, I think it might have been the second one you did with her, and you're talking about doing something you love rather than, like, why are you, not, why are you doing that in the evening? Why aren't you doing that as a full-time job? Right. So, so I'm... Which is easy to say when you've been doing it for 20 years, you know, and, and I've been doing it for a long time. And so it's easy to be like, oh, you've you just done it. That's the thing. Or, oh, you can just turn down work. But whenever, you know, if you've got a student loan or, you know, you're living with six roommates and trying to, you know, get that down to three roommates. But you're you know, like, are a little different. You're like the hope that people people see you and you can do it. If, you, if, you, if someone's done it like you, you've done it. Like That means other people can do it as well. Like, so it's not right. even in right. hard situations. but. Yeah, yeah. And I think that you could do it a lot lot younger than me, too. I don't think you have to be, you know, I I hated whenever I had like teachers or somebody that'd be like, oh, well, I didn't do this until I was 50. And I was like, well, I don't don't give a shit about that. Like, I want to do it when I'm 30. You know, so. Retire retire every uh, every month. Yeah, that's right. Just just retire a little bit each day. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine how much time you would like. Retire for an hour a day. Just have well, I'm, I'm sure there's people that retire for way more than an hour a day. I, I, I've yeah. worked with some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Mindlessly yeah. as well, though. Like people just sort of check out and then like, they've had enough. Especially right. with health, it can be easy, easy to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, like as you're talking to Diane about it, um, sort of having this network around you where you can hand things off that you don't want to do. Yeah, uh, and and yeah. that's it. Got me thinking of something that I potentially want to do with my own stuff. Is is built up a little not an agency. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Like you know the ghostly phones. Uh-huh. So yeah. like they do. Like they have like a group it's of exactly designers. Like, it's exactly like that. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, it it's it's just you know it's like this thought that you work with people that have their talents and you know you just work off of each other, not for each other. Yeah. You know. So like I got some friends that do video and I don't do video. You know and so. If if you were, you know, running side by side and they get a visual project, you know, and they can pass that to you, you get a 
you know, video project, you can pass it to them. And the thing that, the one thing that I feel like that does, like working together with people like that, is that if, if I'm a designer and, and I'm trying to be a millionaire, I can work that as much and charge as much as I want to be to be a millionaire. Whereas if you want to be a thousandaire and you don't want to work all the time, then it, it makes sense because if we're working for the same goals with the same company, then we both have to have the same goals, right. you know, whether you want them or not. And so I think that working that way, it's like, you can just be like, well, I'm not available to work all the time. I'm not available to do this or that, you know, and you might be the opposite. You might be, you know, give me everything you can. I'll do it all, you know, but if you're working under one roof with one mission statement, everybody has to abide by it, whether they agree with it or not, you know? And so if you start a company, it's your goal to be a millionaire and it's your goal to be friends with everybody. And it's your goal to, you know, be a member of the country club and, you know, all the stuff that comes with that that might not be everybody's goal there, you know? And so it's just hard to, to kind of motivate people whenever they don't all have the same vision. Yeah. Well, if you take that out of it and you're motivated by your talent and I'm motivated by my talent and doing what I love to do, I don't necessarily need to make as much money as you. I don't necessarily need to drive as nice a car as you, you know? And so it makes it a lot easier because I'm not trying to keep up with your goals. Yeah. Does that, I, make, does that make sense at all? Like, it does, just, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. I was just thinking about people that are listening along and they're not sure who what ghostly ferns are or what, or what we're talking about. So for people, okay. like, if, uh, <laughs> like, well, you, you know what I'm talking about because you know who they are. But um, so it's like a collective of creatives, and they all they all work for themselves, but they all work under the one banner. Ghostly. Right. I don't know to explain. It. Is that a good way of explaining it? If I explain that yeah. one. I mean, it's it's like if you're in a it's like if you're in a, a co-op space, but everybody really worked together. I mean, it's like like with me, I have pink slips, and it's a print studio, and and none of us work for each other, um, and we all have our own things that we do and our own projects, and it's more on the art side of it. Yeah. Um, but we do a lot of printing, and and we work off each other's strengths, you know. And we have separate things that we do, and we have collaborative things that we do, but but we're not responsible for each other. You yeah. know, and it goes back to that thing. You know, if I was saying, okay, we're going to be a, a studio that only screen prints on paper. Well, I got a guy that likes to print t-shirts, you know, and, and it's not, you know, he should be able to go print t-shirts if that's his passion. You know, I don't want to print t-shirts. I know so many awesome people in the t-shirt industry that I'll never print a t-shirt, you know, but, but he's one of those awesome people that I know, you know, and so I would hate to like take that person and just be like, no, you're a paper designer now. You know, yeah. we have two painters in there that can paint circles around anybody. I wouldn't want to try to change them, you know, and, you know, and so to me, it's like, rather than having a business model that makes you responsible for everybody and all they have to do is adhere to that model, like let everybody make the model that makes sense for them. And at the end of the day, they all, you know, contribute at least an equal share. And then they can, beyond that, they can do whatever they want. You know, I mean, you think about like a, um, like a, okay, like a hair salon, for instance. Yeah. Right. You have a bunch of people that cut hair, like a barber shop. You got six people that cut hair. They pay booth rent, you know, and as long as their booth rent is paid, they can work as much or as little as they want past that, you know? So you might have one guy that's working every single day and drives a Mercedes and you might have another guy that pays his booth rent, gets enough money to pay for his Netflix and he's good. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I mean, there's pros and cons to both of those. 
you know, but I think that when you have the opportunity to make the choice yourself, it's a lot different, you know, um, some people don't need to work as much as others. No, no, you're totally right. I think, I think it's a really interesting model and maybe something I potentially want to do in the future. But how have you gone around connecting with these people and finding, finding the people that are good to rely on and, and will happily take work from you? Really, it's through, um, it, it was like two things. One was that I always have people that are like, hey, if you ever hear of anything, if you ever, if there's ever anything, you know, designers that are always hitting me up, be like, if you know of a job, if you know of this. And, and a lot of times it's always like, I don't know, you know, I, you know, you don't, you can't think of anything. Well, then on the other side, I've got people that approach me that say, I need help with this. And a lot of times it's, it's like you said, it's something that maybe it's not what I'm passionate about or that I'm just not able to do for whatever reason. And then I can say, okay, well, I know these few people that are always wanting something to do and I have a process for it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't always just directly connect people with clients. What I'll do is I'll put out a, I'll text all of them at the same time and just be like, I got a guy that wants this. Does anybody want it? And one of them will be like, yeah, I can do that. And I put them in touch, you know, and then, and then what I'll do, I'll, I'll stay in touch a little bit. So like most of the time I've already met with the client. And so I kind of know what they want, you know, cause I wouldn't just turn somebody down, but without knowing what they want. Yeah. 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 Um, and so rather than make them go through that again, I sort of will like art direct and be like, okay, you want him to draw this? Yes. And they'll be like, yes. And you're going to pay him this. Yes. Okay. Y'all have at it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kinda, just kind of keep them from having to redo everything that I've already done with them, you know, and it works out, you know, because at the end of the day, then somebody's like, well, I didn't get to work with Jason, but he hooked me up with somebody that was awesome. And I love this guy now. You know, as opposed to just being like, sorry, I'm busy, go away. You know, you just send them back out to the wolves. And then the worst thing is you see them come up with their sign or, or whatever, and it looks like shit. And it's like, man, I should have just done it. You know, at least now I, I know they're going to be in good hands. You know, so. that's also a good reflection on you as well. They'll come back to you for something else, probably. So right. that's good. Right. Yeah. I was just thinking about how I should probably go and speak to the ghost who phones people, but there's the, the, how you've done it is. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think about how I could do it now, and I'm trying to ask you different questions. But um, I guess if I wanted to do it under under the name Blue Deer Design or Blue Deer Creative or something, some sort of creative hub, and and yeah. be one of one of those designers like 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 yourself, I could be one of those designers and get other people on board. How would I go about? How do I, how would I go about people coming on? I don't know. I, I'm just trying to think of how I could get other people on board with the yeah. idea of being part of this collective and part of this club. Start with your friends. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, start with your friends every time, you right. know, like, like whoever you're already doing stuff with, you know, a lot of times the coolest stuff you do doesn't feel like work. Mm. And so you don't think about it like that, you know, like, like if you got a buddy and you guys are always like bouncing ideas off of each other and then it's like, okay, it's time for me to do work. You don't consider that work because it's, it doesn't feel like work, but sometimes that's the people that you should be working with. You know, the people that you're already like, if you have a good idea and you're like, you know, oh, I always run my ideas by Steve or Susan or whoever it might be. Like, those are the people that you might want to call and be like, hey, you know, do you want to work together under this banner? Yeah. You know, as, opposed, as opposed to just reaching out to somebody that you don't really know. You know, you kind of have an idea that you've built and that they've sold you a little bit. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And the worst 
time to find out how about somebody is after you're in business with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. You find out they don't like to work, or you find out that they work in the middle of the night, you work during the day, you know, or, or any of those things, mm. you know. But, uh, I mean, I got friends that, like, like if I have an idea, I know exactly which person that, like, is into that idea, you yeah. know, and which one can help me make it go farther. It just really intrigues me, this whole idea of working as a collaborative and, and togetherness. And, yeah, I just... Yeah, I'm going to have to explore it more, but I really, yeah, I like the idea of it. It's cool, man. I mean, I mean, it's just like there's a lot of times, like here in Augusta, like we'll be hanging out, and I look, I look around at the creatives that were just hanging out, you know, doing nothing. Like somebody's got a DJ gig or somebody's, you know, doing something, you know. And I look around and I'm like, man, this, like we got some seriously like awesome people just right here, like making stuff happen, and it's really cool. You know, it's really cool when you can look around and see those people. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's part of it, just being friends with people, and and just I think, I guess I guess it's just uh, just having having someone to be with. <laughs> that's the main main thing. Just just having that having that friendship and having people that can inspire you and creative creative people that can push. If they're pushing their work forward, that will rub off onto you. Mm-hmm. Sort of that sort of idea that I want to keep want to keep pushing. Yeah, and I mean, when I, when I go to the studio, you know, you see where other people have done some work, you know, and, and you kind of you can see what they've done and it, and it just, it shows you that like where the quality level is, right. you know, and they're bringing in their own clients and they're, you know, doing their own thing. I mean, we've, our, uh, Matt, he does DJ gigs and then he makes his own posters and that's like a hundred percent of what he does in the studio. You yeah. know, it's, it's promoting his own things and he's awesome at it. You know, and it's really cool to go in there and, and see where he's made a poster basically for himself and it's like, damn, that stuff's good, you know. It's and it, and it makes you want to work harder, you know. Um, yeah, I think we so talked about that last time, like seeing other people making making you want to work harder. And, it does, yeah, it absolutely does. You need people around you that make you better. Yeah, you know? that's, that's true. true. And and make you better by by example, not make you better because they're you know threatening to not pay you if you don't work harder. You know. Yeah, it's like a good incentive. It's like it's success that rubs off on you like and and you, and you yeah it's that success that they're having it, it's sort of like a healthy competition i think it is yeah it is it's it's just like you know and if you're a you know pro basketball player you know they might be on the same team for a while and they might be opponents for a while but they all kind of they get it you know they're all elevating each other you know and so they they're you know if you're just the one guy you can only be so good you know you, you just you need competition you need camaraderie you need all that stuff you yeah. know to make a complete you know make everything complete i say yeah and and what about if, if if you had a group of creatives and other people agreed to do it like a little agency sort of sort of way but they're always what happens if, if no one else wanted to promote it and it was just blue say it was blue deer but you had other creatives on the website and your, your friends say but they mm-hmm. wanted to keep promoting their own stuff would you if you had a referral for them would you give give it to them, but then maybe get a referral fee or, or how would you go about it if you were the only one promoting the whole group? I mean, it's different for everybody. You know, I think that that's the, those are the details that would, would always vary. Right. You know, sometimes it makes sense to do that. And sometimes, you know, maybe it wouldn't. I know that there's some businesses where a guy will do a lot of freelance on the side and, you know, he's just not, he, he's, He's like, all right, I'm, I'm, we got one foot in and one foot out, and that's just the way it's going to be. And you got other people that are completely committed, 
um, I think that that's just something you have to figure out as you go. Right. You know, because the thing, the thing too, is that, you know, say that you start this collective and then all of a sudden this super talented, super popular, you know, super high priced person wants to join, you know, it goes back to what I'm saying. Like there should be a place for that person amongst you guys, you know, to where it's like, everything's kind of level, you know, even though this person is going to be like elevating everybody, you know, it's not like you should have to pay that person dividends just for showing up, you know, you should still have to do the work and, and all that stuff. So, I mean, I think that that's just something you have to figure out as you go. And there's going to be some uh, trial and error too. You know, you're going to, you got to fail a few times to figure out what works. Yeah. That's true. So, well, sure, like, no money at the end of December because I spent it all on Christmas and, and didn't make any money. You know, I learned a lesson from that, you know, and it was like, I had to, like, I was at the movie, I was literally at the movie theater and the lady was like, Oh, your card didn't work. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. Oh shit, I had to get my phone and like move some money around from like PayPal and square mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I'd have money. Cause I didn't realize that like my bank account was just kind of just diving down, you know? And, uh, and so, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Well, next year I'm gonna maybe not do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, it's good to learn, like you say. Yeah, try it. And, um, you learn lessons, like you say. Yeah, but I hope hopefully we'll see what happens in the future. But thanks for exploring that with me. See how many people you have on your podcast that'll tell you that they overdrafted buying a beer on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> buying a beer on Christmas Day. Hey, did that happen to you? I overdrafted my account. Nope. So it's happened. Wow. Wow. But it was because of of choices that I made, you know, and and I learned from it, you know. And so if I'd have just been, if I'd have just been uh, like, like over half of the things that I'm going to do in 2019 are things that stemmed from the, the things that I did in December that were not client related. Right. And, you know, I created like this RuPaul head for my wife for Christmas and I got six commissions for that, you know. So, um, now I'm talking about doing a show and all this other stuff that didn't even exist in November, you know? And so now it's like, man, I like my biggest problem was like, how much do I charge for these things? And like, and all that. So, um, you know, that's something that's, that's really cool that I'm looking forward to doing that it, in, 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 at the end of November, it wasn't even in the universe, you know, and now here it is. So, um, had I not opened myself up to that opportunity or if I, had just sped through that and it wasn't that good, then it would have just ended there. But now it's like informing my plan for 2019. That's a, that's a good thing about you. I like, that's what I like about you. you see, this mindset you have, it throws you into these opportunities. Like you're always pushing yourself to get into things that are uncomfortable. And oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there was stuff in, I did in 2018 that there is no possible way that I could have made happen on purpose, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, I got to do things that I never dreamed I would have got to have done. And it is all because I've left myself open to be able to do that, you know? Yeah, what, so, what, what keeps that open? Though? What, how can people do that if they're listening along and they're, they're always quite in their own um, office and sitting out of self and they're all, they're always focused on their own stuff? I think it's, I think it's one, you know, be, you know, be open to opportunities, you know? And, and two is that everything is an opportunity. You know, I spend a lot of time making email blasts. I spend a lot of time making direct mail pieces. Um, I make lettering for front windows. I do all the basic stuff that any designer does in the course of a day, you know. And then 
I also get to work on shoe designs and I get to work on some really awesome big brands. And it's because like, I see all that stuff as equal, you know? Yes, this thing here is really cool, but like, it's not like, okay, I did this cool thing. So this is me now, I'm just up here and I don't have to do this cool, this stuff down here anymore. I try to elevate this stuff down here to where it's all like, I'm happy to be doing it and it's cool stuff. And sometimes I get to work for cooler people than other times, you know? Sometimes some of the biggest brands that you get to work on it's it's impersonal you know you're just kind of firing off an email and you're like yeah i got to do this thing and then other times you get to like see the reaction of who you're working with and really see how it impacts them and to me that's way more like much a lot more gratification than just saying okay well you know so and so paid me to do this thing i sent it it sat on a shelf for a year and a half maybe they'll print it maybe they won't you know i can put their logo on my website now you know like that's cool and all, but like to be able to actually affect somebody almost immediately, you know, make like a, you know, make a logo for somebody's art show. That's a big deal to them mm-hmm. and just see how that affects them. To me, it's just so much. I mean, it's just, it, you can't discount that, you know, yeah. you just can't, you know, you're doing yourself. You're not, you're not doing them a disservice. You're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah, it's that impact that you have yeah, the, the, the short the, on that on the person. Yeah, I think that's probably why I got into design, like seeing, seeing things out in the real world that I created and 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 just yeah, the impact that it makes on people that you created it for. And also, like I was digging through like some stuff, and I found like an old business card that I had done for somebody, you know. Yeah. And I mean, wouldn't it be better to find an old business card you did and look at it and be like, wow, that's a good business card, as opposed to being like, man, I used to be a crappy designer, and you weren't a crappy designer, you just did a crappy job on that business card you know yeah exactly yeah that's just kind of how i look at it and and i i'm i haven't always looked at it like that it's not like i grew up thinking that way it's just through experience through failures through uh having opportunities you know that i feel like i really like a lot of things have to line up to have you know i just think it's that i'm doing something that i want to keep on doing you know um it's like like uh the a few weeks ago you know i got featured on um on good type and i didn't see that coming you know and i mean to get like featured on this thing that has almost a million followers you know there's no way i knew that would happen but if you trace back the steps to how it happened it's a lot of steps you know it's not just like oh hey you're cool i'm gonna put you on you know it was like you know you can back it up to a lot of different interactions that got up to that point to where, you know, my stuff got on there and, and I'm not technically the best letterer or illustrator or designer or anything, you know, I'm not even the best human being, you know, but I, I, I keep doing things with purpose, you know? And so a lot of times like good things like that will happen. And then when they happen, you got to appreciate it. You know, you gotta, you know, you can't just act like, oh, well, of course that's what happened. Cause you know, this is what I do, you know, cause that, all that could dry up, you know, I mean, it, it could dry up and you could just like not make a damn dollar and have to figure out what else you can go do because nobody cares anymore, you know? So you gotta appreciate what you got it. There's definitely stuff that you make now that's going to impact your future as well. And that's, I think that's like, oh yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, too, is, like, you can't see it, but I make this poster every year, 
and it's kind of like my recap and it's just it's not so i can like celebrate it's so that i can like see what i need to do better then right you know so it's like okay i see all this stuff that shit is tired you know that's that's 2018 you yeah. know and so it's up to make a better one in 2019 nice so and i mean i got this thing too it's like uh i read on there um don't allow your present to become a snapshot of your past right so you know you got like the uncle that like played high school football and he was like the third string quarterback and he like swears that the coach would have put him in that they went undefeated like don't be that guy for like a day you know don't be that guy where it's like man last week i was killing you know like appreciate the present and understand that like this one time that you did this one cool thing like don't let that define you forever because then you're just kind of frozen in time and eventually you become a joke you know, you just become like your damn uncle that would have won, you know, I could have went state. And it's like, whatever. I've heard that story a million times, you know. So, I mean, you got to keep pushing forward and just trying to make everything better. Yeah. And you get known for that one thing that you did as well. You don't want to become this, yeah. that guy. You, you're that That's guy. Right. That's exactly right. You don't want to be the known for that, being that one guy, you know. And it's like, oh, you're that actor that was in that movie that one time. And then it's like, yeah, but now I'm broke and I can't, I don't do anything because I did that one thing that one time and I hung my hat on it. You know, you just, just don't, don't do that. You know, all these, all this shit fades. And as soon as you make it, it starts fading, you know. Yeah. And so you always got to just keep like trying to figure out what's next and how you're going to push yourself and how you're going to make other people better. There was someone I was speaking to about this. I think it was, might've even been Debbie Millman, but there was someone who said she doesn't want to create uh, her best. She, she hopes that she doesn't create her best work and always the best work will come in the future because right. it, otherwise, otherwise you, like, like we've been talking about, you get known for that one thing and, and it's already done and, and you might as well have not done it and not to be doing anything else. You might as well, you're already done. You're already finished. You know, right. So there's always hope that you're going to be creating a best work in the future, or the next yeah, thing's going to be. I would, hate, I would hate to think that I've done my best work. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> everyone. Yeah, everyone does. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But getting yourself into situations and opportunities with like, MCing and all the stuff that you do, uh, how, how have you networked with people? How have you got in touch with people? Um, how how did you get these MCing jobs as well? Okay. Um, so a lot of that, you know it's that's like face-to-face interaction with people you know um meeting people and talking to them and not being shy or scared to meet somebody you know treating everybody like equals um really it it comes down to, to a lot of that and then at the same time you know it's amazing how many people don't want to do that stuff you know there's there's i've i've asked people to to MC with me. I've asked people to speak at things. I've asked people to draw live and, and it's like their biggest fear in the world, you know? And so, um, it's, it's amazing. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm really glad that I've got to do the th- those things. I mean, I emceed four conferences last year and yeah. you know, I can't believe I went to four conferences last year, you know, let alone MC four. Um, and, and it was cool. You know, and but at the same time, it's like I'm not trying to be a professional MC, you know. Um, and I had fun doing it and all that stuff. But it's like this year, I kind of want to just I want to participate more, you know. And so, um, if there's a drawing contest rather than MC the drawing contest, I want to draw in the drawing contest, you know. And so, um, so you're doing yeah. this year then? 
Ink Wars? You're doing Ink Wars this year, then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, might be other drawing. We'll see. Um, uh, you know, because it's fun. You know, it's fun to be able to be well-rounded and do all that stuff, you know? Um, same thing with, like, getting to make merch for these conferences, you know? It's fun to, to do that. But I didn't even take my merch to all the conferences I went to last year, you know? And so um, it's really just trying to get the most out of those experiences that I can, you know, and not not depend on them or live off of them or, or be like, my, I'm only relevant because I go speak at conferences, you know? Um, and, and a lot of those, you know, it's like, like going up to Portland, they got there early and got to do a lot of stuff there that was really cool stuff. Um, same thing with, uh, you know, I went to Austin and I spent an extra week in Austin and got to do some really cool stuff, you know? So um, that's, that's, that's also going to those opportunities you know, it, it, it sucks to like go drive to a thing, get there, show up and then just immediately go home. You yeah. know, that, what they're selling you is not always the most valuable thing there. If that if that makes sense. You know? Yeah, no, that, that does. Because I'm when I go to America this year, I'm going to like try to go to a few sports games and trying to try to do a few things around the design conferences. But the design conferences yeah. is the reason that's the reason why I'm in America. That I'm going right. to try and do some other things while I'm there. So that yeah, looking for the opportunities outside of the thing that you're doing yeah. and in the south too I mean, yeah that's the best part food so. there's like so much food there yeah you're in, the best, you're in the best part i don't care what anybody says you're in the best <laughs> part i'll tell you what i just found out that crop isn't in los angeles because it says baton rouge la i thought um, la i thought la was los angeles yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no yeah why that would happen you know we have some confusing things like that. Um, but no, it's in Baton Rouge, and Baton Rouge is cool. You're like, are you going to go? Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. I'm going to stuff, yeah. You'll definitely like that, you know. Do you, do you, are you going to both of them? Mm-hmm. I, I, need, do. I, 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 don't know, I don't know if you can help me out with this, but I need someone to, to hitch a ride with. <laughs> I heard. I actually heard through the grapevine that you did need. You oh, need really? I might, be able, I might be able to help you with that. That'd be incredible. That'd be incredible if you could. I'm going to fly to Baton Rouge. Oh, yeah, somebody's driving through. I can, I can help you with that. I'll text one of my friends and do like I do my clients and I'll find you a ride. That'd be amazing. Yeah, like a, like a secret Uber. That'd be great. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be good April. Very good. Uh-huh. Yeah, the MCing, uh, I'm hosting my own event in July 2019, Crazy oh, Waffle cool. Live. Uh, yeah. Any any like tips of hosting events or any tips of emceeing or, or it's it's, it's there in England. Yeah, it's in London. Yeah. Just fly me there and I'll do it, and I won't charge you at all. You just fly me there and and I'll do it, and and you don't have to worry about a thing. Um, <laughs> wish I could. So, uh, really, it's just you know, imagine. I mean, just just like you're having a conversation with anybody. You know, there's no difference. You know, it's just instead of instead of talking to people one at a time, you can talk to get it done, you know, with 700 people and you don't have to do it 700 times, you know, just look at it like that. It's not a big deal. I mean, because think about this, too. It's like if you have say you're talking to 500 people. Right. And let's say that a third of them aren't paying attention. Right. You still got, you know, 320 people that are actually listening to you. Right. So that's pretty cool. Now, imagine if you're just talking to two people, right, face to face, and one of them is like looking at their phone and they're like looking off, and they could care less what you're saying directly to them. Like, isn't that way more difficult 
than the abstract 200 people ignoring you. Like having one person just ignore you is way different, you know? And so if you can have one person ignore, you could just, who cares about 300? You know, does that make sense? Like it's abstract. It's not real. You know, it's like a crowd is just that. And then the other thing is don't forget that they came there on purpose to see you. They're not being forced to see you. You know, it's not a school assembly where the teacher's making them sit down. Like people actually pay money to come and see you talk. Like that's not difficult. You know, they chose to be there. You know, they're not prisoners. <laughs> I need a few more people to come, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it all goes well, but yeah, cool. That's a good point about the, uh, about, about not worrying about the numbers. Because the thing, the thing is public speaking, people automatically think there's more numbers, it's going to be a bit more worrying or it's going to be more... Less. Yeah. To me, it's the opposite. Yeah. You know, the opposite. You don't get you shit in your faces. You can convince a crowd that you're funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I, mean, I, hope, I hope it's been all right cause, for you because it's... Like there's one where I was just trying to figure myself, figure something that I'm trying to do out, especially the middle bit of this podcast where we've talked a lot about the the ghostly phones sort of set up and and like networking a little bit. So I hope it hasn't been too boring for you. And, no, 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 it's awesome. It's awesome, and I know some of them, you know. And so, but sometimes uh, like you just need to talk about about something you're thinking about and, and just get out of your head and try and visualize a bit more. Oh and yeah, podcast yeah. Been helpful for me. And that's why, like, I have like uh, like I've got to where I'll text myself now. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I used to carry around a little notebook and, um, you know, I started like a mindset, like if I'm right, you know, to cross off list stuff as fast as possible. And so now it's like, I don't even make as many lists anymore. I text ideas to myself and it's kind of cool where like, well, I'll text myself an idea and I'll kind of just scroll through to see what, you know, the last one was. And it's kind of cool to see where I'm actually doing some of those things like that. But if I'm just like, riding down the street and I have an idea or something, I just text it to myself now. So, you know, it just, it just makes me just like knock that stuff out a lot faster. Um, do you keep up with them often? Do you, do you follow up? Oh yeah. I'm trying to see what it, yeah, I'm looking right now. Um, yeah. So like I had a shirt idea, I had a sticker idea, but like the, okay. James Brown screaming hand, like a couple of Instagram things that I drew, you know, they're, they're just ideas that I had on one day and texted myself and, and managed to get them done. It looks like I get them done within like a month of each other. So nice. not too bad, you know, um, some of them are a little bit weird and there's some that like I text myself and I look back and I'm like, what in the hell was that? You know, like I can't get, I'm not in that same mind frame. And so I'm like, I have no idea what I was talking about. So it must not have been the best idea on the, in the world. I see. Yeah, some, sometimes that happens. So you, like, I've made loads of notes on ideas, and just you just never followed them up, and that's just that's just because they're they're not that good, or, or it's not the right mind, or not in the right mode. Uh, well, that's what retirement's for, so you can do all those ideas. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> how, how did you force yourself to take that? Like, was it a point where you needed to take a break? Or because I'm thinking about having a day each month where you just stop for for a day, or is that not I long just, enough? Right? I just did it. I just did it, and I didn't. I didn't announce it. I didn't yeah. say, okay, I'm going to retire. So I'm going to do all this work so everybody knows it. You know, I just did it. Mm. Yeah. You know? And, and sometimes that's the thing. You just do it. You know, it's like getting up in the morning, you just do it, you know? And, and like, you know, I guess that's a phrase, huh? Just do it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, get up and do the shit, you know? And that's the thing. It's like anything, you know, it's, it's do it. You know, and, and what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You know, 
the word, you know, you're going to fall off the face of the earth, you know, and nobody's going to like you anymore. Like what's going to happen? You know, I, I spent a month not working. I overdrafted my bank account at the end of the month. So I can see the direct consequence of not working. Like I get that. And so now I need to prepare better for it next time, but I'm still here. I'm working now, you know, no big deal. It's kind of like when people ask me, they're like, I'm going to go full-time freelance. And I was like, cool. I was like, if it doesn't work out, go get a job. Yeah. That's the one that, yeah. Just like that, you know, just get a job, you know? And so um, a lot of times, like if you just kind of look at it in a little bit simpler terms, you know, like the, you know, what they're going to take away my room full of cool design shit. If I don't work, you know, they're going to take my card away. Like I won't be in the union anymore. Like what's going to happen if I don't work for a month? Nothing, nothing at all will happen. And a lot of those clients will still be there. The clients that were probably going to call me in January will still call me in January. You know, it's fine. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think, I think uh, in, in the creative world, how, how important is that to take a break as well? And how, I know you're doing it every, every, every once a year, like for a month, but would you, would you experiment with shorter breaks or like? Take your lunch break. Start with your lunch break. I mean, how many times do you sit and eat at your desk? You know, take your lunch break. Stand up, walk away. You know, walk away for an hour. You know, and I mean, it, it, you have to, you know, you have to, because I mean, think of, I mean, we're like the resource, you know, it's like, if you're making, you know, if you're making cars, somebody has to like mine metal out of the earth to make a car. We make ideas, you know, so like, you have to like, generate something new, you know, you can't just be like, go, 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 and expect everything to be good. You know, you have to refresh. You have to stop for a minute and change your perspective. You can't stare at pixels all damn day and expect to have good ideas. You know, you need to travel. You need to walk outside. You know, we get in this, we get in this mire of like being like, oh, I know what all the design trends are, but you only know what design trends you've sought out on Pinterest or on Dribble. You know, walk outside and look at the cool signs that are up and down your street, you know, and that's the trends. You know, the things that are actually getting made, the crappy stuff that's getting made, those are the trends, you know. You can't be like, oh, this gradient's what's hot now, so I'm not going to use it. Walk outside and look at what the damn real trends are, you know. For real. I mean, look at look at the stickers people put on their cars, you know. Look at the shirts people wear. Those are the trends, you know. What what me and you post up to impress each other that's that's only that trend you know that's a micro trend within another thing it could be years before you actually see that in real life you know so walk outside see what the trends really are go buy a pizza and look what the box is see what it's really happening i like that that's that's awesome and also the yeah the graphic stars and the pizza box that's i know what domino's doing recently like domino's has a cool ass box yeah. You know, they had that, like, I remember they came out with that black and it looks like the damn yellow page or something. I mean, it's really like they have, I don't know what they have now, but that was a cool box, you know, and you wouldn't know that by looking up, you know, I'm going to go on brand new and see what Domino's box looks like. Go to fucking Domino's. <laughs> you know? I love it. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for doing this again. Um, it's been good yes. catching up. I like, I like catching chatting up chatting with you so appreciate it a lot Uh, where can people find you and say hello and and um on my instagram i've been limiting myself to i think it's 30 minutes a day of instagram which is ridiculous 
Um, every, it feels like every time I open it, it's like you have five minutes left. And I was like, I just got here. <laughs> um, but yeah, hit me up on Instagram, Jason the 29th. And, uh, and that's really the, the best place. I'm working on a website still like everybody else for, you know, 39 years I've been working on a website and still haven't got it done. So um, hopefully this year I'll, I'll actually do that, but I wouldn't count on it. Um, so it's been working without though. He's been working with that website. Yeah, but I mean, maybe it'd work better with a website. So I don't know. I, I don't know because I've never had one. So you know, I'd hate to say I'm an expert on not having or on having a website when I've never had one. Um, life life could just be easier. I could retire for three months with a website instead of one. Who knows? Go on two cruises a year. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. If you want a Creative Waffle pin badge, all you have to do is leave a text review on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, I uh, really appreciate your feedback, good or bad. Leave a review on iTunes and I'll send you a free pin badge. Your support is always much appreciated, however you listen to the podcast, if you leave a review or not. So thank you very much for watching and I'll see you in the next episode.